This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to a special edition. Welcome to the special edition of the Retail Insider Podcast. Uh, This is Craig Patterson. I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Retail Insider. Today, we're speaking with Maya Knights. She's the Head of Industry Insight at Eagle Eye Solutions. And we're going to be talking about Eagle Eye's Connected Consumer Report, as well as what's expected to change in the Canadian retail industry amid recent COVID-19 pandemic, uh, which has thrown a bit of a monkey wrench, I guess you would say, into uh, some of what we understand about uh, the Canadian retail industry. So uh, welcome, Maya. Thank you, Craig. Um, it's great to be able to join you despite, um, obviously, as you say, the current situation. Um, but thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah, um, we're a bit of a distance apart, a few thousand kilometers to be exact. Uh, yes. You're over in uh, uh, the UK right now. Yes, yes, I am. Um, we've just, uh, I think, we're officially three days into um, national lockdown. Um, but um, Eagle Eye, luckily, being um, a technology company with a software as a service platform, we were all dispatched to work from home over a week ago. So feeling the cabin fever, hopefully our discussion can help alleviate it for some others. Absolutely. I've done a lot of socializing and it hasn't been in person. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so let's dive in here. Um, Eagle Eye released the Connected Customer Report uh, earlier in the month. We uh, reported on that in Retail Insider. Um, tell me a little bit about um, how the report came about, uh, uh, Maya. Well, absolutely. So in my role as, as Head of Industry Insight, I think Eagle Eye needs the raw data, sometimes needs to go out and do its own field research about what their end consumers and customers um, are looking for from retail, their retail experiences today. Um, to explain the context, Eagle Eye is a digital marketing software firm. Um, we in Canada run PC Optimum, um, the promotions engine and app for Loblaws. So mm-hmm. we, we have a major play in loyalty and promotions and essentially providing the rails, if you, if you, if you know what I mean, that any non-monetary transaction or value exchange um, runs on between businesses and consumers where you might talk about sort of MasterCard and Visa as providing the payment rails for monetary transactions. So we 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 have two lenses that we look at um, strategically at the products that we develop. One for our clients and then obviously to serve the uh, retailers, travel, leisure, and uh, hospitality operators and brands that we also work with so that they can then better serve their end customer. Um, and, mm. and so we, we do field research into the type of technologies and demands and challenges that retailers are facing. But it just came about that um, the most recent piece of research was into the, the demands, wants, and needs of consumers. Um, we surveyed uh, 4,000 consumers across the four territories, English-speaking territories, where we, we're established, um, the UK, obviously, Canada, um, growing in North America, and, uh, and also... Um, Australia and New Zealand. Um, and, and there were some key common themes and trends, but there were also some local takeaways that we were able to take back to both our clients and fold back into our strategic roadmap and development planning. Excellent. My goodness. Uh, now, the report noted that um, you know online shopping was overtaking uh, 
the store for browsing, but that uh, consumers uh, during the shopping journey were still shopping in stores. Um, now, that obviously is going to be changing temporarily, maybe not so much for, say, grocery and drug stores in Canada, but uh, we are seeing more uh, um, stores closing. Uh, tell me a little bit about um, why do you think the Canadians were you know, already looking online so much? Because, uh, you know, that was certainly a big trend. So, again, I think that's one of the common trends uh, that we've seen globally from a, a consumer standpoint, um, and that is um, them, that they are increasingly embracing digital to inform and enhance every facet and aspect and step of their shopping journeys, pre, post, pre, during and post. Um, and, 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 and as a result, I think, you know, a good way of looking at it would be potentially thinking about an anecdote from years ago when a retailer asked me, why would I want to put Wi-Fi in my stores <laughs> when I mm. have my, um, store associates coming up to me and saying, consumers are showing me their phones and showing me more information about the products than I already know. So that was you know, 12, 14, 15 years ago. Fast forward into this new decade, and I think it's, it's, it's entirely more of the same, and it will only con- t- you know, accelerate exponentially because of the current crisis. Um, there's uh, a couple of um, phenomena known as uh, showrooming and webrooming. Showrooming is the opposite of webrooming. So showrooming is where you um, go and try something on, try something, touch and feel it, which incidentally is the one thing that the, the, that the online experience can never replace with the store. So I'm not saying, you know, the store is, is dead by, by any means, but, um, but people have, have shown this, this, this shopping habit, this consumer trend um, for a number of years now and 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 equally they're they're doing their searching online they're identifying the things they want to hone in on on your your, your average main street and then they're going in trying them on and, and and buying there and then so there's a bit of a symbiotic relationship developing between the two that potentially retailers and brands are, are, are only really realizing um that they can exploit, but that consumers, when we t- talk about the term omni-channel a lot in the report, um, don't see barriers between channels. They are channel blind. So um, consumers have been operating in this way for, for, for a very, very long time. And, and in fact, we actually found that 61% of Canadian consumers conduct at least one online activity before making an in-store purchase. So that might be visiting a ratings and review site, visiting the retailer's website, um, seeing something on social media. It might be a number of different touch points it's that proliferation of touch points that i think retailers are struggling to cope with but it's definitely the reason why consumers are embracing digital more and more and more and the final point to make is that they might embrace digital and and engage with you digitally pre during and post purchase but the fact is even if they're buying from you online they're still wanting to go in and collect their purchase in store so there are always ways to use that digital engagement that you establish with customers online to then bring that um, digital dividend and benefit to them in store by enhancing the in-store experience through digital as well and Canadians were very, very likely to look for ratings, I think. I know for myself, even if I'm uh, going to buy something, say, a, a Canadian tire or, you know, I need something, um, I'll often go online and just see, uh, you know, what other people are saying about it. And it's it's kind of surprising in some respect that there can be really 
different ratings depending on the website. Um, I tend to go for the one that they're a little bit lower and then you look at the comments and just make sure they're not trolls, but, you know, yeah. uh, uh, you know, trying to, you know, sink the company or something like that, which unfortunately can happen now and then. But, um, you know, I think that the study was showing that Canadians are very much doing this research, uh, you know, which is probably, you know, to a degree smart. Uh, well, absolutely. Um, they're obviously embracing um, all these touch points as well as the community aspect that's now been added to the shopping journey um, in terms of in the role of uh, user-generated content and hopefully curated and independently verified ratings and reviews. Um, I think it, 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 it proves that um, I'm picking up a, a, a stat in terms of when we tried to break down why this was the case, particularly to Canadians, 64% of them said relevancy was incredibly important to them, particularly when it comes to offers and promotions. Um, so if they're looking for something that's, that's relevant to them, that speaks to them, that they might need there and then in the now or in future, um, I think that also speaks to the fact that they're going to try and validate that decision from other sources. Um, and it might not just be friends and family. It might also be, as you say, ratings and reviews. And there are so many different um, uh, channels now. The, the one real surprise from um, the research out of all the four across all the four countries was that actually in the UK we're beyond liking wanting to, to to initiate digital engagement before we go into the store and maybe use it to fulfill the purchase we're actually prefer going online as as opposed to going into the store to complete the purchase. So I think that shows the direction of travel and if Canadians are already voraciously um, doing their research about about what it is they're going to buy and when they're going to buy and who they're going to buy it from, um, that they can only increase uh, given given the current situation we're in. And the study was talking about, you know, a lot of consumers are looking at price, uh, you know, consumers are price sensitive. Um, I'm wondering with, you know, COVID-19, uh, if we might start seeing a bit of a shift in that regard where consumers may look to, uh, uh, you know, other factors when making uh, a purchasing decision as well, if, you know, they have the money to do it. Yeah, no, that's a great, a great question. One that I've actually been chewing over for the past few days, actually. Um, because, you know, when you look at the breakdown from a, a retail op operator or brand standpoint, they're looking at their sales plus their market share. And where we're looking at it's it, uh, we, I should say, eagle eye, looking at it through that sort of marketing and promotional lens, um, that breaks down into sort of the brand equity, the brand affinity, and the loyalty that you can you can um, you can generate. I think price has always been incredibly important. In fact. I used to do what I do now, which is a lot of research and strategic consultancy for um, a lot of retailers um, before, um, after I started in the industry as a journalist. And um, we used to ask the same question of consumers time and time again, which was, what is the most important influencer on your influence on your choice of retailer or brand? And it was always, always um, price um, came number one, top head and shoulders. And it was only in this, um, this is the first time we discovered, I discovered, so, um, having specified the, re the research, that um, consumers are actually now starting to rate relevance relevancy as more important just a shade hmm. more important than price but they were starting to say you know don't bombard me with stuff that's cheap 
bombard me with stuff that that I, that I want that potentially is cheap as well. I mean, uh, interesting tangential research from Google that suggests, you know, over the past few years, searches for best and near me have had triple digit exponential growth in terms of search volumes. Um, hmm. we, we're seeing a, a shift where I think consumers have so much choice. They want the retailer or brands to take on some responsibility in helping them make that choice and make that choice as easy as possible. So you're, you're trying to communicate your, your affinity. So that's building that emotional connection, but you're also trying to play on loyalty, um, uh, factors as well in terms of availability, convenience and price. The final point I'd make to bring it up to date in terms of COVID-19. And I've not heard anyone else mention this, and I'd be interested to hear what you thought about this credit card passed you for the first time, debuting the idea. But in, okay. in, in, in the, in the um, advent of scarce availability, as we've been seeing, with, particularly in the grocery sectors, um, there are going to be a lot of consumers who are standing at a shelf edge where there's only two or three variety of product, um, brands of product, for them to choose from, whereas they might have had um, been spot for choice with full shelves in the past. So if I'm trading up or down in price or quality or luxury from an, uh, uh, both affinity and a loyalty perspective, because it's the thing, it's a necessity, it's, it's, it's that convenience factor playing the, the largest role. Um, how am I going to be, how's that going to affect my loyalty and my affinity towards that brand and the brand I used to buy when this starts to, 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 to recover, when we start to get back to, to hopefully something resembling normal. I think there's an interesting um, opportunity opening up there for brands to really be very, very sensitive to that. I think they have to be very, very sensitive to that, but how, how they respond to that in the coming weeks and months is going to be really, really important because I think a lot of brands that maybe had a, a core loyal customer base might have seen them seen that erode from an availability mm -hmm. standpoint and whether or not they have to do more work on reacquiring, retargeting those customers, acquiring new customers afterwards, or whether they can retain them by being really clever about their communications and their promotional and loyalty strategy um, when we do start to return to normal. I think that's really going to define the winners from the losers from this situation. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, um, so Eagle Eyes worked with uh, PC Optimum, which is, it might be the biggest loyalty program in Canada. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it, you know, I'd be surprised if it wasn't, um, you know, I, I utilize it uh, constantly. I mean, I really haven't been on the house in a few days, but when I do shop uh, for, <laughs> for necessities, which will be pretty soon because I'm running out, um, you know, I, I, I go to Shoppers Drug Mart and I go to my local Loblaw store because, uh, you know, I get points from uh, from what I'm doing. You know, as we sort of progress along this and, and look to the future of, uh, of retail and, you know, things will recover at some point. Um, I'm, I'm very sure of it. We just don't know exactly when. Um, what do you think loyalty is going to play in terms of, um, you know, giving advantages to retailers as, uh, uh, you know, as we move forward and, and as retailers continue to try to, you know, build loyalty, you know, keep that uh, consumer, the life of the uh, the consumer uh, for the business. And, uh, um, you know, generally, I say cutting through the marketing noise uh, as well as other loyalty programs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great question. Um I think what we're seeing at the moment and what we're going to be uh, coming out with um, when things return back to normal is, is, is more of what we were expecting, but even faster, 
even more important, mm. even more impactful, and that is the the shift to digital. Um, and and uh, I think you know where in the UK it's about twenty there are thereabouts about twenty percent of retail sales. It's probably about fourteen to fifteen percent in in the US and a bit lower in Canada at the moment. We're going to see that. We've already seen that 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 growth hugely accelerate in terms of market share. Um, it might die back down again from a cannibalization point as stores reopen. But I don't, I, I think that where people were saying, perhaps in Canada, when will it top out at 20%? It's going to top out a lot faster now as a result of this than it, than it did in the past. So I think it's absolutely key that you have a loyalty marketing and loyalty strategy that, um, that focuses on, on, on being consistent across all channels and really enabling communication and engagement that's, that's relevant and timely. Um, and sensitive in these times um, uh, consistently across all channels. Seeks to recognize what the same customer across all channels as well. So set in, set in motion mechanisms and, 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 and capabilities where you can recognize your best customers online and then perhaps recognize them in store if that's what they choose they would like. And that's what our research has shown that um, most consumers, particularly ones that shop with a retailer brand across multiple channels want to be recognized and rewarded for their regular custom custom um, across those channels as well. And, and at the moment, unfortunately, the, the, the store is a bit of a digital black hole when it comes to um, fulfilling that, that demand. So there's something that, 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 that we can say there about um, digital consistency across channels, but also really accelerating the digital transformation and um, digital augmentation of stores and the store experience. Um, we talk about um, doing so via mobile. I think that's the absolute glue that um, is key to, to bridging the gap between online and offline that consumers still currently experience when they shop with a number of retailers. Um, so being consistent, being relevant, I think being sensitive in, in picking up on my, my previous response, being sensitive to where um, price is a lever to pull. Um, but also I've seen quite a few retailer communications at the moment that have been completely tone deaf. And I think setting the tone of your promotions ready for the rally round and the recovery is going to be absolutely key in terms of keeping making sure that they're relevant not just on a personal level but also um capture the 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 uh the the, the atmosphere of the environment and the times um and 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 also being looking at the the types of things that you're promoting so things that will help people get back on track help them get back outside back into um, well-being and health, I think it's going to be a huge, have an even bigger um, uptick. Sustainability will take an even huge, um, bigger um, bump in terms of uh, jumping up the, the, the list of considerations in a, in a, in a consumer's um, decision process, making process. Um, and then uh, there's so many things that they can do. I think the final thing is going to be if you're doing the, the engagement and the communication consistently, sensitively, with relevancy, um, and you're doing that and you're applying that well to your to your range and your merchandise because you know selling summer holiday clothes right now in a in a lockdown isn't is it's not going to be uh, a good idea. Um, you also need to look at how your promotions and your your loyalty schemes can reward customers for coming back into the store. I think that's you know going to be on the minds of a lot of um, 
mixed channel, multi-channel retailers at the moment, um, where potentially their online uh, channel is, is 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 maintaining some revenue, is is keeping cash flow going, um, but is also under in, intense strain as we've seen Amazon and Walmart and a number of others delaying um, deliveries. Um, installing virtual queues but but there's also but there's going to be a, a job to, to to do in terms of writing that ship and, and making sure that that the customers see value in returning to the stores when they may have become more used to shopping online where they previously weren't before covid19 oh and uh, we've kind of discussed this already, but um, the study had an acronym. It was DIAL, uh, which um, I was reading here stands for data that leads to insight, uh, drives action, and then promotes loyalty. Uh, tell me a little bit about that uh, that acronym and, uh, you know, how uh, as it pertains to loyalty, as we've discussed. Yeah, well, hopefully I can pick up on a few themes that and tenets that I've already introduced and pull them together by explaining, you know, answering your question, explaining to you what DIAL really means. But um, mm-hmm. the way we've looked at, um, I, I know I've, talked a lot about digital and transformation and mobile as the glue between online and offline. But um, taking a step back, retailers have been past masters at following the customer, giving the customer what they want. And right now, if they're going to follow the customer, they're going to follow the customer digitally by embracing the consumerization and adoption of technology. Um, And that's where the data element of the of the dial acronym uh, comes in um, as i said we've been talking about using digital to keep pace with the customer to follow the customer but actually there is a an, a benefit aside from that in terms of keeping keeping your business model and your commercial strategy um, relevant it is being able to use that engagement that we've talked about with customers digitally to um, find out more about them, to understand better who your customers are. Um, and I'm sure retailers are tired of being hit over the head with the, 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 the concept of Amazon being one of the most customer-centric companies. In my opinion, having written a book about them, I co-authored a book about them, I, I don't actually mm-hmm. think that they, they are customer centric but what they do have is a customer data centric model that actually in that sense creates this this flywheel that has enough things that are attractive to to us to to buy into it and get sucked in even further but is then fed by all of that activity to to then iteratively improve um the experience that we have they're using the data that they gather from us um to 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 improve the the way that they run their business as as well as the way that they um they sell to us um and and i think that sort of sums up the experience that we've seen over the last decade really which is online pure plays hoovering up a lot of data about us by virtue of the channel by which they do business with us and the store has really really fallen behind in the interim you've seen some businesses make a success of both Um, but even those businesses that have made a success of both need to have a a joined up view of the customer across all of those channels and I think that's what's 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 really lacking at the moment and that's where the data element comes in Um, right time right place from that perspective because um, with the, 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 the advent of um, big data and artificial intelligence and, and deep analysis that can be carried out, you need to start analyzing that data uh, to derive 
meaningful insight, to ask the right questions of that data, to drive actions that can result in loyalty. I think the, the insight and action bit sometimes gets blurred between insight and analysis, but it is definitely insight to action that can promote um, customer loyalty. Um, and one of the questions that you should be asking, you should by, by far be asking, who is my customer? Who is my typical customer? Who's my best customer? Um, and then I can go out and find more that look like them. I can appeal them to them to become my brand advocates. Um, and, and the other vectors of the data that you want to look at, not only is the who, but the what, the where, the why, sorry, the what, the where, and the how. And, and when you've got those four, you can then start to infer the why. And I think that's where you can start to really derive some really interesting insight about where your brand equity and affinity um, is most effective um, and, and, and take actions regarding your sales and marketing uh, strategy to, to, to drive loyalty, to, to, to make those best customers even better to you and to help you identify more of them. Tell me a little bit more about um, Eagle Eye and what it's doing to uh, help retailers connect with consumers here in Canada as well as beyond. So right now, what we're doing is um, really focusing on how products like uh, Promote, so where you can generate coupon codes and deliver them any which way you like, and then track their issuance through to a redemption at the point of sale. Uh, we're looking at how we can leverage those kinds of products to help our customers at the moment. When there isn't a point of sale that's a phys- in a physical store and so many stores um, are closing, um, what we're actually finding from our client's perspective is that they're pivoting to look at um, other non-monetary uh, uh transactional types of engagements such as gifts. So um, here in the UK, non-essential businesses um, such as gyms and uh, uh, also uh, food and beverage outlets have had to close all but for online delivery, I'm sorry, for home delivery. Um, and, and, And we're finding that they're looking to pivot their current marketing strategies around seasonal peaks such as Easter. Um, to offer gift cards that can actually be redeemed against, so that can keep um, that can be keep revenue flowing and redeemed against future sales, um, and help with, help with cash flow right now. Um, but also to give that, uh, that follows that trend, picks up on that consumer trend of giving um, more experiential type gifts that add a personal touch, and also sort of displacing the experience to a time where they can have it together, um, and that you can also start to think about driving footfall back into your into your outlets and premises when when. Um, the, the current pandemic starts to ease. Um, so we'll be looking, as I said, we'll be looking at things like um, our product for, for Promote. Um, we, we're seeing more interest from sectors right now that are um, suffering in terms of those non-essential items, those discretionary sectors uh, like fashion, where they might want to pr- heavily promote uh, stock that, that isn't being sold. And we'll, I think we'll see, I can predict that we'll see a, a real uptick of promotional activity once we do start to get into a recovery. 
Um, but in the meantime, it's, it's those other non-transactional um, value exchanges that I think are, are really valuable that retailers can, and brands can look to use at the moment that Eagle Eye is helping them with. Tell me a little bit more about technology and how mobile is driving retail sales and what can be done to uh, make that even better. So I think we've already established technology as um, a, a fundamental driver of consumer change and, and trends at the moment um, is making is having profound impact um, as regards digital on the, the shopping journey and even more so I would say over digital mobile is is the thing that's um, facilitating those web rooming and, sh- and, and, and showrooming experiences that I mentioned earlier um, but that shouldn't be seen as a threat per se, that should be seen as an opportunity. I, I mentioned mobile. I, I particularly see mobile as, a, as the glue to uh, bridging that, that, that gap between um, the store and, and online um, because it's our personal shopping assistance. It's there all the time. Um, and it, it is actually, in that sense, absolutely key that retailers in the stores of the future embrace mobile to enhance shopping journeys for those that want it. Um, mm. Take a step back, no to pragmatism. When we talk about the shift to digital and the shift to mobile, I always say to people, we all got very excited 60 years ago when we invented credit cards, but we still use cash. Mm-hmm. Um, timely comment in terms of that, that long tail, we might see even less cash now from the point of view of contactless deliveries and payments becoming more and more important in the current situation. Mm-hmm. But um, how, how, that, how that actually um, translates to, 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 to today and beyond, I think is, again, as I said, earlier right now if i want to find eggs at my nearest store i can ask google to direct me that i can search for it find it ask google to get me there but as soon as i walk into that store i probably put my phone away and i'm looking at printed signage i'm looking for a human to help me out great if humans can are there to help me out great if the signage works but for those that want it for those that are enabled and i dare say uh, mentioned the, 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 the word millennial here, but you know, millennials are in their 30s now. They want much the same things as the generations um, coming up um, after them. You know, the, we need to be able to facilitate that kind, of, that, that kind of a journey for them more. And I think if they're engaging with you online and then you can continue that journey more seamlessly, more friction, with less friction into the store, um, you're more likely to generate more, more loyal customers. I, I, I always uh, quote uh, what to me was a seminal piece of research, 2017, by the Harvard Business Review, because it was 42, 47,000 consumers, a pool that I would be envious of to get my hands on. And they found that um, consumers that shop with a retailer or brand across more than one channel, multiple channels, are in orders of magnitude more valuable than customers that shop with that same retailer or brand in just one single channel by um, a measure of, I think, 10% per visit online and 4% per visit in store in in regards to basket size and sales. So your omni-channel customers, the customers that you can facilitate a seamless online 
to physical and back again journey with are the ones that are going to be most loyal to spend the most with you. It's, it's, it's a no brainer. Um, so I think that's the fundamental role that mobile has to play in the, the store of the future in enabling that digital connection. And, and when you say t technology, and mobile, I think that means being able to recognize the customer when they come into the store if they opt in and so choose to. Um, if you've already got an online ID with them from having them registered with your e-commerce website, then why not ask them if they want to be recognized when they come into store and incentivize them to do so? Um, loyalty schemes are a great way of doing that. Um, and tying the interaction in store and online back to a sale in the basket. Um, but promotions can be a great way of doing that as well in terms of um, customer acquisition for the unknown customer, for the anonymous customer. But also we talk about mobile facilitating utility. So make it easy, make it fast, make it convenient. Maybe don't take it to the nth degree of Amazon Go, but make it so I can scan and check out on my own mobile. Um, we also talk about using the mobile in store for inspiration, being able to use uh, developments around artificial, sorry, um, augmented reality to bring ranges and merchandising to life to extend the voice of the store and the printed um, uh, marketing that's already in store. Um, and, and, and to point out areas of the store to customers based on their personal preferences that they perhaps might miss or offers that they perhaps might miss, making it useful in that sense as well. So relevance, utility, inspiration, speed, convenience, there are so many different ways that uh, you can be using mobile in, in store, but um, delivering loyalty and promotions via that, that, that uh, channel is, is one of the things I, I particularly looked at. Oh, excellent. And I'm excited for uh, you know, the situation to, to for us to be able to find some normalcy at some point as we, uh, you know, lift quarantines and can get back to our regular lives, uh, which hopefully is sooner than later around the world. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I'm excited. You know, just talking about this, I mean, you know, I think that the future is bright. Uh, uh, you know, there's there's lots that's going to be done. I, we'll probably see an acceleration, actually, of adoption of certain technologies. I think that uh, we're going to see uh, a bit of an acceleration of what we were already seeing in terms of, uh, you know, adoption of these technologies of uh, loyalty programs. You know, retailers are really going to have to fight it out, I think, in the future, those that, you know, do survive uh, the current situation. Yeah, absolutely. I heard an interesting um, stat today that said, you know, um, across North America, the the, the top twenty percent of retailers are, are um, by sales growth, are responsible um, for about eighty percent of total retail sales growth, mm -hmm. um, and and I think you can start to segment our industry into the bottom 20 and the top 20, the bottom 20 that are loss making and that, that are creating that disparity. Um, and the top 20 are going to do really, really great. And I think they'll be characterized as already being well down the road that we've discussed um, and, 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 and able to cope with this situation, pivot from the store to online, maintain consistent communication that that is tone appropriate um, and, and flex their promotions and their, their, their marketing capabilities to, to, to be as relevant and timely as possible. Um, and then you're going to get the bottom 20% that haven't done any of that yet. And I think they're the ones that we're going to see get weeded out even quickly, even more quickly than perhaps they would have done before. But it's the middle 60% that I'm really excited about because 
I can well understand right now that they are just thinking about cash flow, thinking about structural, commercial, um, strategic aspects of their business. But I really hope it gives them the opportunity to start making plans to accelerate their digital transformation and um, move towards more omnichannel business models. Because um, I think it, it will definitely be an exciting time for us as a consumer as a result, as consumers as a result. Oh, great. Well, thank you so much. Uh, it's Maya Knights of Eagle Eye Solutions for being on this segment. For, for more information on Eagle Eye, um, visit eagleeye.com. And to learn more about the Connected Consumer Report, uh, there's a link in our podcast uh, website where you can uh, read our recent article as well as the study as well and uh, download it. So thank you so much again, Maya, for being on the segment today. Thank you so much for having me, Craig. I really enjoyed chatting with you and um, I hope everybody, yourself included, um, everybody listening, stay safe and sane. Take care. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. Take care. Bye for now.